Are you feeling burnt out as a female or female entrepreneur? Do you feel like you have no time? Well, if so, you want to stay tuned to this next episode of La Dolce Vita, The Formula for Fabulous Living, where my guest will break down the formula on how to give you more energy and have more time. So stay tuned. Frankie Lee, dimmi. Quale senza della vita? The meaning of life is to live la dolce vita, which is the formula for fabulous living. Hi, my name is Heather Picken, and welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, the formula for fabulous living. I'm the catalyst in helping you to be more confident, create your dream business, and attract elite clients, and live a fabulous life. Here's Heather, helping you to upgrade your life to fabulous. Upgrade your life to fabulous, right, Frankie? You're fabulous. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of La Dolce Vita, the formula for fabulous living. And yes, there is a formula for really, you know, creating and achieving your ambitious goals. And I break down that formula all the time on this podcast. And today I have an amazing guest. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, her name is Grace Espino. Hopefully I pronounced her name correctly. And I think her bio is really interesting. Uh, she calls herself a mental detox expert and a, and a peace of mind specialist. Who doesn't need that? A self-proclaimed uh, hyperactive Latina granddaughter to Italians turned Zen master. Uh, she's an wavering advocate of positive energy and practical Zen in the midst of a chaotic world. And that is so true. We are living in a lot of chaos. In 2012, Grace's meditation expertise prompted her CEO to ask her to lead a group of investors in a mindfulness session. It was so well received that it sparked a career change for Grace and fueled her passion to help her driven go-getter women find their center. And I think that is um, absolutely uh, amazing. You know, when you're looking, when you're finding your passion, it just, it just kind of evolves into this, you know, really cool thing. Uh, she has a master's degree in organizational development and 15 years of meditation and, and training. And Grace's magic lies in helping women leaders eliminate exhaustion, overwhelm, and the rush mentality. Uh, in her own day-to-day, -day, Grace leads programs on meditation, stress management, and mindful leadership to corporate employees in Colorado, as well uh, as, as doing it all, uh, all over the world online. So today, we're gonna be talking about the surest way to have more time and energy is to stop rushing. Okay. And that's it. That's the show. We're done. <laughs> Stop rushing everyone. <laughs> so, uh, Grace, thank you so much for being my guest today. You're welcome, Heather. It's a pleasure being here. And, and I love this topic. You know, the mindfulness topic is so important. Let's tie this into a, a business because, you know, as female entrepreneurs, we are so busy, you know, especially women that have kids, they get up and this is, I know this is what most female entrepreneurs do. They get up 
they check their email, They're, they get their kids, you know, together or whatever, and then they start their day and then they're feeling really stressed and all over the place on. So how important is it to have a mindful morning routine? Oof. I mean, if you think about it, you, what you accomplish in a day has everything to do with your energy. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I will tell you, if, if I'm checking my emails first thing in the morning and I am not being focused and, and having some kind of mindful routine, I, I just feel very scattered with my energy. Scattered is definitely, I would say, the number one thing. And also, to be honest, what happens is we begin the day already in reactive mode. So if you're already mis seeing an email before you really are completely awake and kind of have your center and have figured out what your day is even about, like what's really important to move forward today, whether it's family or personal or bit, whatever. If we don't set the course of the day and we start with email or the news or something like that, the day sets the course for us. Yes. And that's it. Literally, like by 10 a.m., you're just like chasing this carrot that, by the way, never stops moving because <laughs> you can never really complete your to-do list fully. And you can probably never answer enough emails and really feel like, oh, blank slate, I've got everything done. So the challenge here is if we don't interrupt that pattern and insert mindfulness, however that looks for someone, for someone that might be just like, okay, I just need to drink water and be quiet for a minute. Somebody is journaling for other people is doing yoga for other people, doing whatever. Mindfulness just really means being present where you are. You know, it, it's so true. I, I, you know, because some people, they, they like meditating, other people do not. But the thing is, is to start your morning, at least with focusing on just relaxing a little bit, you know, creating your day, whatever that is, but, but having a morning routine. And I've, I've interviewed some very successful people and also read, you know, some highly successful multimillionaire and billionaires and they all say the number one thing is having a morning routine. So <laughs> it's, it's so critical. And, and so what are some of the other, um, you know, like if we're looking at some strategies that we can do, so we've got our morning routine, what do you recommend? What are some of the best practices? So it's actually super simple. The difficulty is actually doing it. Doing it. This thing of mindfulness and this thing of being present it's not that it's rocket science and we haven't heard about it. It's just that it's just not a habit yet. So most entrepreneurs that I know and most business owners and even people working in corporate essentially work through the day without pausing. Just slam one thing after the other. And by the way, we multitask and also as women, we're super proud that we're really good at multitasking. But what happens is one, we're not very efficient while we're multitasking, essentially you're just like splitting your energy between a ton of different things. So barely anything gets your full attention, which is not exactly the output we want. <laughs> one, and two, it's way more depleting. So the number one thing I say for people who are at starting, you know, maybe they have some sort of morning routine and they're like, okay, next. So take breaks, like genuinely, genuinely take two breaks a day where you're not on your phone. Uh, uh, 10 minutes of scrolling through Facebook is not qualify as a break. Your yes. mind needs recharge time. So, you know, you can close your eyes and take a nap. You can go outside would be ideal if you can and if it works in where you live. Um, 
call someone and have a conversation of connection and not of logistics. Like just really call someone and be like, how's it going? How's it going? Just need 10 minutes. Do you have 10 minutes? Beautiful. And talk about the kids and the weather and what are you doing this week? Your brain needs to switch off from basically what you're doing all day, which is solving problems, right? You're solving problems, moving something forward, solving problems, moving something forward. And we need a, it does need a recharge from that. If we do that consistently, yeah. we're not as depleted at the end of the day. And we're so not as emotional either. It, it's so true. I mean, I stick with my morning routine every single day. However, there have been times where I'm not taking breaks during the day. And I notice at the end of the day, I'm like, where did the day go? I still feel like I haven't been able to unwind. And so today, I made it a point to go outside and, you know, play with my dog and, you know, just, you know, just allow myself to relax. And, and I like what you said, like taking a break is not looking at Facebook because um, as, as they've demonstrated, you know, Facebook is actually a dopamine fix and you can get quote unquote addicted to it if, if you don't understand how it works and how it sucks you in. And um, that can actually be worse, you know, for your, your, your well-being. So, I mean, I like social media. I have a love-hate relationship. But um, yeah, yeah, being able to manage that. So, okay, so let's just say we're going throughout our day and this happens as an entrepreneur, you have what I call your freak out moment. So what are some strategies that you would recommend uh, for women to really, you know, kind of ground themselves, calm down their mind in that moment? I love this question because I think that we underestimate how much our emotions are affecting us every single day especially when we run the ship, right? Like the business is run by us. And so if the ship is in rocky waters, the ship is in rocky, you know, there's no way around it. So things I recommend is I would always say stop, like literally instead of pushing through, pause and either call someone for support, just vent for five minutes, just set it up. Like, hey, listen, I'm going to get through this. And this is temporary and I'm aware of that. If you have that kind of person in your life, I just need to say it out loud. Like just clear the space. Otherwise, I would say, you know, grab a YouTube video. There's millions of them and do a tapping script. You're familiar with tapping, right? Yes. So because tapping is proven, it moves the energy of the emotion, the frustration, the, I don't know what to do. This didn't work. It just clears that very, very quickly from your nervous system and your mind. So you're in, what you really want to do is whatever it takes to disrupt that, clear it, and move on without carrying the weight of that, right? You don't want to be carrying this backpack every day of, well, that didn't work at 10 a.m., and now this didn't work at 12, and by 2 p.m., I'm carrying all this weight, you know? You, what do you want to do is how quickly can you release the weight of whatever happened that didn't go your way? So tapping is one. And then there's some breathing techniques that also you can do super simple. I have a bunch on my website that in three minutes, you literally clear the energy. You just, like, how many times can you come back to a blank slate in the day? That's my goal, personally. Like, I don't want to start at 2 p.m. or a 4 p.m. meeting with the experience that I had at 10 a.m. if it wasn't good, you know? Right. So, okay, great. I want to be fresh for whatever I'm facing at 4 p.m., whether it's your kids or whether it's your spouse or a cousin or neighbor or something in business. I want to be as fresh as I was at 9 or 10 a.m. So this, that's where the breaks come in, because if you take the 
into habit, you know, oh, okay, I just take a three minute break halfway through my morning and I take a three minute break before I get going into the afternoon, then you keep clearing the slate, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the key is getting into the habit, slowing yourself down and also not, you mentioned, you know, like not multitasking or women do love multitasking, but they've actually done studies on that and, and showing how ineffective it is uh, for productivity. So not, not doing that. <laughs> Stop yeah, doing that. Women, one thing I've noticed is, you know, I've, I've talked to probably 4,000 women over the last couple of years and there's a certain pride, like I can have a baby in one arm and cook dinner and answer emails. And I'm really I'm like, but it's killing you. You're depleted and exhausted and kind of frustrated about it. So let's not keep saying that we're amazing at it because it's not actually working, you know? So it's, a, it's this like double-edged sword. On the one hand, we're like, yeah, we're way better at that than men. <laughs> and we're way more exhausted than them <laughs> in general. Absolutely. You know, and I always say, you know, look at what your physiology is doing. Like, what is your body dictating if you're putting all this stuff on your plate, you know, especially if you're working at home as a female entrepreneur and you're, you've got kids and, you know, you've got all of these things just piling up and you're not taking time for yourself. You're going to, it's going to show up. It's going to show up as a headache or getting sick all the time. Uh, I don't, I, have you ever, uh, I don't know about you, but I've I've worked with clients where because they're not having a self care routine, they constantly um, are getting sick, and then that impacts their business. So of course, I have to dress their business in a very holistic way. So have you have you found that to also be true when you're working with women that are just taking on too much? Absolutely, I would say that's like who I always talk to. Um, stress has three main you know manifestations. I would say it's on the physical side and one of the symptoms on the physical side is you catch every cold. You know, when you're yes. really depleted and um, depleted is the right word. You know, your resources to fight the environment that's kind of not fantastic around you is depleted. So you catch everything. For most people it looks like, you know, back pain and migraines and headaches and all of that. For some people it gets as bad as anxiety, you know, and panic attacks and all of that stress. Um, then there's the emotional compartment, right? You know, we're irritable, we're short-tempered, we're moody. One day we're on a high, the next day we're... That's mostly all stress for those of us who, generally speaking, are healthy, but we're just under... We've been under stress for too long without managing it. And then there's, you know, of course, the physical, right? Aches and pains and your back goes out and all of a sudden your neck, you can't quite move it to one side. All stress. In fact, they say that about 85% of the reasons that you end up in a doctor, just a regular doctor, can be traced back to stress and lack of managing stress. Oh, I 100% agree because stress isn't something that just quote unquote happens to you. It's, it's, it's internal. It, it, you know, and it goes back to if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not focusing on yourself first and then you're giving to everyone else except for your then yeah, you're going to end up in the doctor's office. That's why when the flu season was going around this past winter, I'm like, I'm not going to get sick. And I didn't get sick because I was totally in check with my emotions, how I was feeling. Am I putting, am I putting too much on my plate? So I think what you're saying is, is so critical. It, what other mistakes do you find 
that women in general or women entrepreneurs are making when it comes to, you know, trying to do everything? I think the biggest thing is, you know, it's still pretty new for us to admit that we're fully responsible for our mental and emotional health. Um, you know, at this point, you know, we've gone through the 80s and the 90s and all of the craze fads about diets and losing weight and all this and that. And so there's enough information that we've been exposed to that we're at least aware, like, okay, I need to make sure that my body's healthy. Like, that's kind of given. Everybody's like, okay, yeah, I mean, whether it's weight loss or don't break a leg or, you know, my physical health is my responsibility. But somehow we're not quite there yet with mental and emotional health. And I don't necessarily even mean mental health like bipolar or something like that. Right. Just every day, like take the temperature, you know, am I, where am I? Like, let's say one is practically no stress. You could be napping on a hammock in the Caribbean. Beautiful. That's pretty unrealistic for day-to-day life that, that lives in like vacation mode where you really cut up on sleep. But a 10 is where you know what? People don't really want to be around you. You're difficult to be around. You're reactive. You're short-tempered. You're, you're not your best, and you know that place. But, okay, so every day, do we, just like when we start to get a, th- you know, like our, our sore throat starts, and we go, hmm, I need vitamin C. I don't want to catch this cold. Do we do that with stress and emotional mental health? Do we go, oof, I'm close to a 10 this morning already, and it's only 9 a.m., what do I need to do to self-regulate to come to the middle and take care of myself? Just like when we feel, oh, my nose, my throat, then I go take supplements or vitamins so that I don't get to the flu. We don't quite do that yet with mental and emotional. Right. Now, do you find the same, the, the same thing is true with men? Do you think men handle stress better or do they just eat it for breakfast? <laughs> they do something they don't necessarily do it better. That I can tell you because I've done <laughs> workshops with them. They are, they just, basically they do a little bit different. One, they, they push through this whole thing of regulating. They're like, no, I'm going to go to the gym. I'll see you in eight hours. And they just go burn. Like they mostly experience it physically, although they have, there's a lot of anxiety and um, overwhelm. There's a lot of anxiety going on in, for male men. Um, they figure it out physically. We have different needs. We have a lot more higher need of connection and kind of feeling understood and, you know, listened to and all of that. So while we can burn it off at the gym like they do, it's still not quite enough. It doesn't satisfy that, that need for belonging and connection that we have that's so high on our scale. So in fact, my experience right now teaching workshops in corporate America, guys feel like, yeah, it's stress. So what? Like, I'm going to go play basketball after this. <laughs> you know, and we are like, oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> you know it's like, it, exactly. You know, it's interesting because I work primarily with women, but I do work with men. And there is a distinction in what you're talking about and how they deal with things, kind of compartmentalize um, things. I, I always see, you know, if I'm around the house, you know, if I ask my boyfriend, to do something while he's doing something else, forget it. That's like a recipe for disaster. It's like single focus, <laughs> you know. One box at a time. And that's also, in a way, um, really good coping mechanism because 
while they're at work, they're not focused on the fact that the kitchen isn't clean. They're just at work. And while they're at a meeting, I mean, they, they do get distracted, but they're not, we carry all of the, like we have the entire perspective inside of us the whole time. We can't turn it off. And there isn't like better or worse, it's just different. And so, you know, in terms of what people are, I think that really we all need to come into way more is just taking the temperature every day. You know, where am I? Some days we need a lot more self-care and some days yes. we need so much. Yeah, I, I like what you're saying, like taking a temperature and also realizing that you are not going to be 100% every single day. Like I tell people, you know, thinking positive every single second of the day is futile. It's never going to happen. It's unrealistic. Negative feelings and emotions are actually natural, but you don't want to stay in that place. Like you don't want to stay in what I call your freak out moment. You, you do want to measure it and then using some of the strategies that you've talked about, like, you know, focusing on your breathing or meditating or taking a break. Um, one of the things I like to do if I can't figure out a problem or I'm stressed out is I go to my happy place. Like I go to a coffee shop and take out a journal and start journaling because I find um, taking myself from uh, my physical location, if I'm at home to a different place allows me to kind of free up the energy, just like you were mentioned before with the tapping. Yeah, changing environment is actually really powerful. Anytime I feel stuck, and not necessarily, I just can't quite see the other side of the situation or a problem, I try to change environments. It, it just, just like a, the difference in the environment, the difference in the perspective, and all of a sudden I'm like, I couldn't even see this angle before. Yeah. So, and I think this is the thing, like for women, we have to give ourselves permission to explore what works for us. You know, some people are like gung-ho, this meditation is my thing, and I do, and, or the five, you know, the miracle morning, or right. some people are like yogis till death. I wouldn't <laughs> prescribe one or the other at all. Just permission to figure out what works for you, and also to acknowledge that it shifts. My mornings aren't, my morning routine isn't the same every morning. Not at all. Some days I need a lot more, some days I need less, some days I journal, some days I can't stand journaling. You know, like we, we are cyclical beings. We really are in this cycle and like allow yourself to explore full permission to go, these are my tools that generally speaking always work for me and then I can pick and choose. Mm. The intensity, the duration, and I can pick and choose a mix. I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned that, like having variety and not having to succumb to one way, like it, it's this way or the highway kind of thinking. Uh, I can definitely appreciate that because there are some times where I'm like, mm, I want to kind of change it up a little uh, because I'm, I'm feeling kind of, you know, and like you were saying, not sometimes you don't want to journal. So I think that's, <laughs> I think that's really helpful. Now I'm just kind of curious, like the people that you've worked with, so you do work with uh, corporations and that sort of thing. Uh, what has been the transformation working with a group of people to integrate this information, maybe, particularly women, women in the workplace? You know, I, what I notice is Practically everyone, whether you're an employee in a company hearing this, or you work for yourself, or you're in multi-level marketing, or whatever version of work life applies to you, most people are in survival mode. And what I, what I mean by survival mode is we're, 
basically in this just rinse and repeat there's barely like any pausing or any intentionality even though we feel intentional about the work the truth is it's humdrum go as fast as you can every day you know fall asleep hopefully sleep enough wake up and do it all over again and most people are feeling men and women like i would love to have some time to figure out what what you know what to put in place for the next five years i would love to figure out how do i make time for these things that are in about producing that i that are really important to me whether it is you know setting up this travel with my family or whatever the project is in life but most people are caught in not knowing how to get out of this cycle of like rinse and repeat as fast as you can every day crash at night wake up and do it all over again and start when they start you know hearing the information but mostly applying the tools of okay two breaks a day and here's how my breaks look and how do my mornings need to really be adjusted so i'm not rushing from the moment i get out of bed and in the evenings like what do i do do i just basically keep going till 10 30 p.m and then hope to sleep like the minute we start incorporating these what i call kind of buffers into our life people realize they actually have more time than they thought they did. <laughs> they have more I love it. than they thought they did. They no longer make decisions that are terrible for them. They actually, their decisions get really powerful because they're just, in, there's just, oh, why am I, I don't need to be in that meeting, thank you very much. Even at corporate, they start, I mean, I get a lot of people say, you know, since I've been working with you, I quit my job and I did it and I'm like, no, no, no. it's like i'm not a career coach but what happens is people get really present yes and in that space of presence you get way clear about what decisions are you making which ones are you avoiding and what decisions you want to be making and so life gets way better i can say that for sure their relationships get better and without a doubt people start sleeping better they i mean i i get calls from moms who are like I don't know how you did it, but I have more time and nothing's changed. And I'm like, hmm, what do you think changed? (laughs) You know, so that's around the transformation. I I love that. Yeah. So the whole survival thing and being able to transform their life and realizing that the secret is really about slowing down, being more present, giving to yourself. You know, I, I often find it is those quiet moments that you do tap into your creativity and you find the answers to problems, you know, that you might need to solve in your business or any aspect of your life. So trying to speed things up is just never going to work, you know? So I I, I love this conversation. I, I could be talking to you for hours, but we are out of time, Grace, and I appreciate, um, I appreciate what you do. And I'm, I'm hoping that your message that this interview today is, is really going to give women entrepreneurs, you know, a, a different way of how they need to uh, operate in, in their lives, like really giving back to themselves so that they can go out there and accomplish their ambitious goals. So before we go today, where can people learn more about you and your work? Sure. Um, basically, I can be found everywhere by the name boostyourzen.com. So Boost Your Zen on Facebook, Boost Your Zen online, and you'll find me and my website. And really, just thank you for the invitation. I could talk to you all day as well. I think <laughs> very much on the same page, and we're like pro-women leadership and 
I just would love to just invite women to, you know, it's not just this, it's not just the push. It's also our innate intelligence or intuition is so valuable, which is very close to the surface for us if we slow down enough. Mm. I love it. Very well stated. Grace, thank you so much for being my guest. And I just want to uh, give a little shout out for all the women that are watching, whether you're watching this on YouTube, listening to this on iTunes, please make sure that you subscribe if you're on iTunes um, and, and rate the show. This is how I get the message out there because I am a woman on a mission to empower millions of women on this planet to really accomplish their ambitious goals and live what I call their La Dolce Vita life, which simply means the sweet life. Until next time, this is Heather Picken. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. So if you found this show to be fabulous, please share with your fabulous friends, rate, review, and subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. I'll make sure I take a beatbox lesson, right? Or give my little chihuahua a bone. <laughs> That's me. Fabulous. <laughs>